Good morning to you. My name is Reverend Captain Richard Beadle and I am the Bishop's Curate here in the Manor Hamilton group of parishes. A very warm welcome especially to, to Logan Boy Chapel of Ease here in a beautiful spot just outside Manor Hamilton in North Leitrim. Logan Boy Chapel of Ease is a unique corrugated iron building. You don't see many buildings like this today. And you certainly don't see many metal corrugated roofs these days. And yet there are a clear memory that I have of a trip to South America, to Paraguay just a few years ago. As I went with, as, as, as a member of the Swanlinbar Kildallan group of parishes. And it's a memory that I will stay with me for many years. And the buildings that I saw were, were not as lovely or quaint as the church that I see behind me. It had not that beauty, they were basic homes with corrugated roofs that got very hot in the summer and very cool in the winter. And it's a trip that I will always remember. I'm therefore delighted that we are linking with SAMS, the South American Missionary Society, as we share in our service today. So please come in and join us today as we worship together. May we be fed in our hearts and minds as we join together in worship to God this morning on this, the third Sunday after Trinity. Please feel free to join in the responses. At all times, we are called to bless God's name. Our lips are drenched with praises. Our hearts exult in God. The proud will bend knees in worship. The humble will lift glad songs. We are free from our fears. We have searched for God and been found. Our faces glow with thanksgiving. Our spirits overflow with grace. God has wiped away our tears. God has fed us from the storehouses of hope. Let us join together as we sing our first song of praise. Number 683 in the church hymnal, All People That On Earth Do Dwell.
In our hymn, we shared how we seek his presence because God is good. If we really want to live in God's presence, we must live as God's faithful people. Let us begin by confessing all the mistakes we have made, the wrongs we have done, the people we have hurt. Join me as we pray together, saying, Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray that our lives would be rooted in Christ. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was and beginning is now and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. This morning's psalm is Psalm 89, verses 1 to 4 and verses 15 to 17. This is a psalm that speaks about God's faithfulness, of what he has done, what he is doing and what he is going to do. We look to him because he is like no other and he can be relied upon. My song shall be always of the loving kindness of the Lord. With my mouth will I proclaim your faithfulness throughout all generations. I will declare that your love is established forever. You have set your faithfulness as firm as the heavens. For you said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn an oath to David, my servant. Your seed will I establish forever and build up your throne for all generations. Happy are the people who know the shout of triumph. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. In your name they rejoice all the day long and are exalted in, the, in your righteousness. For you are the glory of their strength, and in your favour you lift up our heads. Truly the Lord is our shield, the Holy One of Israel is our King. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The reading is Matthew, chapter 9, beginning at verse 35. The workers are few. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Shortly, we will think about the reading more deeply. First, we sing again. Number 490 in the church hymnal. The Spirit lives to set us free.
I hope you enjoyed singing that wonderful hymn. Many in the diocese will have fond memories of the ministries of Cyril and Liz McElhenney amongst us. And Liz's death a couple of years ago was deeply felt in our midst. And I'm delighted that their son, Reverend Stephen McElhenney, was appointed mission director of SAMS two years ago and is sharing with us today. So let us open our ears, our eyes, and our hearts as we listen to Stephen's word for us today. First of all, I'd like to um, say a big thank you to you as a diocese for the support that you have been uh, giving Luke Pratt. Hello to everybody in the Diocese of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. Uh, my name's Luke, Luke Pratt. I was born in County Mayo. Um, I grew up going to the uh, parish of Kiltulla, uh, Church of Ireland Church in Ballinloch, County Roscommon. Um, and my mother actually serves at the church there, Xanthi Pratt. And, um, and from there I went to uh, and I went to the national school there, the, the primary school, Ballinlaw National School, beside the church there in Ballinlaw. Um, and from there I went to Sligo Grammar School uh, and, uh, and was there for six years before I moved to uh, Belfast and lived in Belfast and studied in Belfast for 13 years and worked there before coming out to Chile. Uh, I've been living in Chile now for uh, six and a half years um, and I'm uh, married to a Chilean a girl who I met in Northern Ireland, uh, Penelope, and we have a, a two, two and a half year old daughter, Emily. Um, when I first arrived out here, I was teaching English, uh, but uh, for the last year and a half, I've been studying at the Anglican Theological College in Santiago, which is the capital city here. Um, uh, and the Theological College trains uh, people for uh, future uh, ministry positions within the with the Anglican Church. Um, so um, I just uh, thought I'd put uh, a, a face to the name. Uh, thank you so much uh, for all of the support that uh, that we are receiving as a family uh, from you in Kilmore, Elfin, and Arda uh, while I'm studying uh, at the Theological College. Uh, the Theological College is called CEP, uh, which in Spanish is uh, Centro de Estudios Pastorales, the Center for Pastoral Studies. Um, and uh, the, the, both the prayer support and the financial support that we're receiving from you is hugely, hugely, uh, it's making a huge difference to us out here. So we really appreciate your support and we uh, ask that you'd continue to pray for us out here um, as we're facing similar uh, difficulties with COVID-19. Uh, being isolated at, at, at home um, and uh, members of our churches being uh, inf affected with the virus and, um, and people passing as well. Um, also for my future studies, uh, I have another year and a half to go um, uh, and from there, uh, who knows where the Lord will lead us, but uh, we're, we're in his hands and we're trusting in his provision and we, we thank you for uh, accompanying us on this journey. Okay. God bless. Bye. Also, like to mention Carla. Carla uh, is no stranger to those folks who are in Sligo, and she'll be uh, saying something a little bit later on. We give thanks for the news about Claire Holmes, our Sam's Ireland mission partner, who had to return home under an emergency circumstances last autumn. It transpired that a cancer that had been working. Uh, internally uh, was diagnosed and following uh, treatment, radiotherapy and chemotherapy, we rejoiced with her several weeks ago when she learned that the, the lesion was no longer visible on a scan. This has been a great answer to prayer. We have been having interviews with some of our partnership churches in South America. I'd like to remind you to uh, if you have time to look at the Sam's Facebook page, Sam's Ireland Facebook page, where we've recorded some interviews. 
where we recently interviewed Bishop Raphael of Bolivia as he outlined some of the challenges that COVID-19 is bringing to him in Santa Cruz, but also to the country as a whole. Do you remember Bishop Jorge in Peru, who has recently set up two emergency committees to oversee finances within the diocese and also uh, emergency pastoral care for his clergy as well as the wider church. Some of you will remember Greg Venables who was at a conference and a, a keynote speaker at a conference in Sligo, New Wine, a number of years ago. Uh, Greg, Archbishop Greg, is retiring from his ministry uh, and the, the formal side of that at the end of this year. Do pray for him and give thanks to the Lord for all the ways in which he has supported uh, church leadership in the Southern Cone. Continue to pray for new opportunities that God will bring us into partnership with people and places and churches as we seek to make known the good news of Jesus Christ in the world. Thank you for your ongoing support and we pray that the Lord will raise up from Ireland, as indeed around the world, people who will go into the harvest field. Do look at the Sam's Ireland webpage and also the Sam's Ireland Facebook site. Hi, how are you this morning? If you had one wish, what would it be? If you could I have something completed and you have this wish, what would it be? Would it be to have this COVID-19 pandemic come to an end? Wonder would it be jump on a plane, go see your friend, go and have that holiday which you've just been dreaming about over these last number of weeks. We have wishes for all sorts of things, but I have a question for you. What makes it turn from a wish into something even more earnest? In other words, what has to happen for it to turn into a begging scenario? What's the difference between wishing for something and begging for something? To me, begging has this idea of earnestly seeking something to happen. When we look at our reading today, we are uh, made aware, and I don't know if you know this, that the Lord of the harvest is asked, but the word in the Greek is more earnest. In fact, it means to beg. What does it mean to not just wish for something, not just whimsically ask God in a prayer-like fashion, which of course is, is a good place to start, but what is the next stage? What is it that we have to do as God's people to beg him to send people out into the harvest? Well, I want us to look at our reading today because I believe that this reading has all the clues that we need in order to get to that place of righteous begging. What's the prelude to this harvest call uh, for God to send out workers into the harvest? Well, first of all, Jesus went to the people. Jesus went around the cities and the towns. He familiarised himself with their customs. He was out and about. Now, obviously for us at this time, we can't do that. We can't go out and about. We've been around towns and villages. We know all the different settings, whether it's schools, whether it's different clubs, obviously our church settings, and all the different ways in which people meet and converse and the way people are with each other. Jesus was out and about with the people. But then we read that as Jesus went into harvest situations, he taught people. He was with people, but he explained things. He opened them up. And we all know what teachers do for us. We know those good teachers. We know those teachers that could have done better when we look back on our own educational experiences. 
But Jesus explained things. He taught about the kingdom. He uh, helped people join up the dots. When Jesus calls us to do likewise, that we mightn't think that we are particularly gifted or have the right skills in order to teach people. But for any Christian, we have a starting place which tells us that we, as God's children, we know something. And it is up to us to explain something. Explaining what it means to be a child of God, to know the way that sin has infected, like a virus, uh, all of humanity, but what God has done in order to overcome the effect and the problem of sin through Jesus dying on the cross and blood of Jesus uh, being shed so that sin can be eradicated uh, and that we can stand clean in front of God. That's a simple concept, but yet so deep and meaningful, but yet needs to be explained. It needs to be taught. We also read this other word at the beginning of our reading today. Jesus proclaimed Um, Other ways of thinking about this word proclaimed are a herald, to publish, to make it known, some way of explaining the authority of the state, uh, or to open up something that was covered and to make it known to all people. That's what we do when we preach, we herald, we proclaim this Greek word has all these meanings. When we looked at the TV, and we see the government uh, proclaiming, setting in stone the way that we are to live our lives because of a reality, an unseen reality of a virus which is doing so much damage around the world. As we get ready to be people of the harvest who beg God, um, as we look at the people that he calls us to be proclaimers, That's not just for the ministers, that's not just for the evangelists. All of us, no matter how we act, what we do, are to be proclaimers. Our reading then goes on to tell us something a little bit more pressing, something more difficult, and that is Jesus healed. Jesus healed and curing every disease and every sickness. We've moved from going to teaching, proclaiming, slightly more difficult healing. God is still in the process of healing today. We give thanks for the news about Claire Holmes and how she um, has been on the receipt of this amazing healing several months as God has answered the, the prayers of his people. But the other side of understanding this word healing is serve and to serve people is the first step and bringing healing into their lives. Now for me, that's a slightly easier step to initially take because when we serve people, when we come to them and meet their needs, whatever's going on in their lives, whether they are physically ill, mentally ill, uh, or just needing a healing touch from the Lord, that if we are there to serve, that God can do all sorts of things as we are with people, bringing his love and care into their lives. The next word makes me laugh because when we think of the next stage, I believe it's the key to unlocking what God wants to do to bring people uh, from the harvest field into his kingdom, the lost souls. And that is compassion. Compassion is that thing which unlocks God's heart and unlocks God's resources of bringing people uh, who have a specific role in harvesting, bringing these people into God's kingdom. The word is linked with a, a Greek word which talks about our guts. It talks about the intestines, where that place where we were people were deeply moved about things. And we know that, don't we? in extreme sorrow and and, and rapturous joy that it almost bursts uh, or is heaviness uh, at the base of our bellies. That's where we're moved and 
God is seeking and asking us, be moved. Don't just ask me, but be moved, be genuine in your compassion and response for people. That requires effort. It requires a revisiting of how we go about praying and how we go about being uh, the, 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 the prayer warriors for the harvest field. We all have a role in this because each one of us are called to mission, bringing God's heart into the world around us. That's what we get to do. It's the way God has designed it. What a privilege to be used by God uh, to bring his care and our compassion to bear. This is the key. So, when we pray again to God for, for those people who are in mission, are we those people in mission? Are we responding to our localities, our families? Are we begging God, God do something? And just maybe as I seek your provision and sending people, maybe that person is me. Maybe I'm to be the one who goes and by doing these other things, by being a person who comes to serve you and to bring healing, just maybe I played a part in the harvest field. What an amazing thought. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you, by your word, have shown us that as we think about your harvest field, the lost souls that we have a part to play. And Lord, it's not just our wish today. Lord, we beg you to use even us as we go to people, as we teach by our lives, by our action, as we describe a greater reality, as we proclaim the good news of Jesus. Thank you that you're the Lord of the harvest, whether it's here in Ireland or further afield in South America or wherever. Father, we pray that you would send workers into the harvest field. Amen. Thank you, Stephen, for your word to us. We're going to sing once again as we sing from the Thanks and Praise book number 92. Lord, make us servants of your pace.
turning to page 112 in the Book of Common Prayer. Let us affirm our Christian faith by saying together the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, it's lovely to talk with you, Carla. Carla Marin from Antofagasta in Chile, uh, which is the northern part of Chile. Carla, perhaps you can just tell us a bit about well, who you are, where, you, where you've come from, and how you ended up in Colliery Parish and Sligo Grammar School in Sligo, of all places. Yeah, well, as you say, I'm Carla Marin, I'm Chilean, and uh, I've been here since 4th of January, and um, I have this opportunity to come here because of Sam's. He uh, was the link to know that in Parchers uh, need uh, someone to help them, and I was glad to do it, and it was uh, something nice, yeah. Do you want to explain a little bit about the connection with Sligo Grammar School? Yeah, well, in the grammar, Sligo Grammar School, they have a girls' boarding house, so I was working with them, taking care of the girls in the morning and evening, uh, twice a week. Uh, also, they have uh, assemblies in the morning, so I was attending that uh, time to try to connect with the young people there and try to, in some way, um, have a friendship with them and try to share what I'm here and uh, uh, who I am and why I came here uh, and be like and I know that it's too far Chile from Chile, from Chile to come here so it's some it's, it's strange for everybody that uh, a Chilean uh, it's in Sligo, yeah. Now many Chilean people come here, so... <laughs> Do you want to explain how life has, has changed over the last few months? Before I was like uh, talking face-to-face -face, uh, with, with people and now I have to do it on Zoom or another um, or social media to be in contact with other people. It's a little bit strange, but it's the same. I, I'm glad that we have this technology because it's the only way that I can connect with people now, right now. Uh, and I know it's uh, something different that I was expected, how will be my life here. But I think God has a good plan for this. And, uh, and yes, keep trusting in Him and follow what He tell me to do. And you mentioned about God's plan for your life. Uh, your arriving here was not straightforward, sure it wasn't? Yeah, it was a long waiting. And at the beginning, of course, I was disappointed. And asking God, it was uh, the right choice. And after praying and waiting, uh, finally I got the preclearance the and um, yeah and finally I could get here. What would you say has motivated you to come 
from Chile to be in Ireland for this year? Yeah, well, before to, uh, I mean, in 2018, I was in Dublin and during this year, uh, I was asking God what to do uh, because uh, all my plans, uh, I I think it was just why I was planning. It, it wasn't God's plan and I didn't ask him if I should go to that place or not and in that year I took the decision to ask him what he wants to what, what he wants me to do in this in my life so one day and it was my last day in Dublin uh, my pastor from Chile sent me an, a PDF with, uh, with some information and uh, they were querying, uh, they were asking for someone to uh, work in the church here in Sligo and also in the school so I decided, well, I think here is my answer, so I should apply here, and, uh, and I did it, and, and I think that was my story. Thanks for, for talking today. Okay. Let us pray. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers and grant our government wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness, and let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people and bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and let your glory be over all the earth. O God, make clean our hearts within us and renew us by your Holy Spirit. And the collect for this, the third Sunday after Trinity. Almighty God, you have broken the tyranny of sin and have sent the spirit of your Son into our hearts, whereby we call you Father. Give us grace to dedicate our freedom to your service, that we and all creation may be brought to the glorious liberty of the children of God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the collect for morning prayer. Go before us, Lord, in all our doings, with your most gracious favour, and further us with your continual help, that in all our works begun, continued and ended in you, we may glorify your holy name and finally by your mercy attain everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our prayers of intercession are led by Reverend Ruth West, Rector of our Neighbours in the Florence Court Group. this hour, in this time of pandemic, come close to us 
so we know your presence. Lord, in this hour, reveal the good news of Jesus so that others can find the love, peace and hope in knowing you. Oh, wind, oh God, come bend us, break us till humbly we confess our need. Then in your tenderness remake us, revive, restore, for this we plead. Lord, in this hour, may we and others realise our deep need of you and your salvation. Lord, come work deep within us by the Spirit. Revive and restore our relationship with you. O oh, breath of love, come breathe within us, renewing thought and will and heart. Come, love of Christ, our praise to win us, revive your church in every part. Lord, in this hour, May the love of Jesus be clear for others to see and hear in word and in action. Lord, reveal your love to those who are struggling in this hour. Help each of us to live out your love. Revive us, Lord, easy, abating while harvest fields are vast and wide. Revive us, Lord. Equip your church to spread the light. Lord, in this hour, we pray that you would come and move in power. Lord, we pray for a revival, for a renewal of faith, and that many would find faith in Jesus. Amen. As Christ has taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And we share with one another the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. We have good news to share. So let's sing once again, number 479 in the church hymnal. Go tell it on the mountain.
as our service draws near its end, we join together in the Diocesan 2020 prayer. A, a call for us to do something new before God, that God would do a new work in us. So we pray. Heavenly Father, we want to catch your vision for these dioceses and for our parish. But to catch your vision, we first need to listen to you. Too often we leave you out. Forgive us. Help us to catch a sense of where your spirit is leading. Give us courage to love and serve you. Give us boldness to proclaim Christ faithfully and to build your kingdom. Lord, come to us. Our door is open. Amen. May God, the Holy Trinity, make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side, and guide you in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Amen. Go now to be saints of God this week, not to be holier than thou folks, but people who keep an eye out for those the world has overlooked. Go now to be servants of Jesus this week, not to be those who are better than others, but those who humble themselves in service. Go now to be companions of the Spirit this week, not those who are on the inside path, but those who walk with all who have lost their way. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen.